Now, the other thing that I didn't mention, this is going, this is concentrating on Piaget as well, is, you know, we talked a little bit in the mythological and shamanic initiation lectures about the idea that human personality evolution is a punctuated upward development. So, you move ahead and then you encounter something that gets in your way, some sort of severe obstacle, and it either blocks you behaviorally so that you can't get to your goal using your current behavioral plans, or it's even more complex than that and it disrupts the whole structure that you're using to, to integrate your behavior across time. You know, so the difference between that would roughly be the difference between, say, going home to your partner or going on a date with your partner, assuming people still do such things, uh, going out with your partner and them being in an irritable mood. And so what that would mean is that maybe you smile at them or you tell them a joke and, you know, it falls flat or they respond in an angry manner. And so you're going to orient to that. It's going to make things fall apart a little bit. You might say, oh, the whole night's ruined. You probably don't say the whole relationship has had it, but if that happens enough times, you might. But you might say, oh, the whole night's ruined. Or maybe you'll, which is probably a bit of an overreaction right off the bat. Like my impression as a clinician is that when people are being difficult to get along with, you should let them do it three times while you track it. Because then the third time they do it, you can say, look, you've done this. Here's what you're doing. They say, no, I'm not doing that. And you say, ha, yes, you are because I saw you do it then, and then, and then. And then they're basically screwed. You win right away if you do that. So, but more, you know, more seriously, if it's just one little episode, it's best to let it go. You don't really have any proof, and maybe there's just some, you know, local thing wrong. Three times, that's a whole different issue, because then you've got some credibility. And it's a nice balance between being too impulsively reactive, you know, because you should stand up for yourself, right? Well, does that mean that you should respond to every little slight? Well, you're going to be reacting all the time if you do that. But you don't want to be a pushover and let people walk all over you. So you have to find some balance between being tolerant, so you don't have unnecessary fights, and being tough, so that you don't have unnecessary fights. And three is a nice number. Anyways, so you're out with your partner and they're being annoying, and you, know, you can reconstruct your behavior, maybe instead of telling jokes you look at your phone and let them calm down or something like that. You haven't disrupted much of the frame that you're using to interact with them, right? The night, the evening is still continuing in its planned manner. You can still use the perceptual structures and the expectations that were guiding you. They're modified at a very high resolution, minor level. And then, so that's going to upset you a little bit because you're going to think, you know, what's going on here? Maybe you'll think, is there something wrong with me? Or are you going to, if you're self-conscious, you'll do that. Or maybe you'll think that there's something wrong with them. Whatever. But it's not that serious. But then, you know, maybe you go on a, you, you're out with your partner and, uh, you know, some person wanders over, you're in a restaurant, some person wanders over to the table and says, uh, hello to your partner. I don't, didn't know that you had a girlfriend or boyfriend. You, you know, you didn't tell me that when we went out last week. Well, that's going to be a whole different <laughs> scenario. Right, yeah, and you all laugh about that because you know perfectly well that it's a different scenario, right? And you might say, well, why is the one scenario more disrupting than the other? And the answer to that is something like, if your presuppositions about the world are arranged in a hierarchy, in a sense, so that the little actions that you take to do something are at the very bottom of the hierarchy, they're the micro details, and then you 
continue to abstract up all the way to the top, which might be, I'm in a committed relationship. You know, there's levels of hierarchy going from being in a committed relationship to the little actions that you undertake with one another. The higher up, you, you have to go in the hierarchy. The higher up, the disruption occurs in the hierarchical level, the more upset you're going to be. So, irritable partner, well, you can sort of walk around that. Unfaithful partner, well, you know, that's pretty much up at the top of the hierarchy where you have to start rethinking your past and your present and your future and maybe who you are and who they are and who men are and who women are and it's like, it's, a, it's really, it's a disaster, right? Everything falls apart. Well, then wow, Jordan Peterson. Listen, talking about balance in relationships. Uh, Pretty Brown Mimi 726 in the chat room says, Is Jordan Peterson the Canadian psychologist that made racist comments a few years ago? Might, that might be him. <laughs> See, but that's the difference between a master Jedi and a Padawan. I'm going to take the truth of what you're saying, not the foolishness. This is what the great Bruce Lee talked about when he said, take what is useful and discard the rest. He applied that to martial arts. I apply that to life and relationships. A fool can say something powerful. Don't get it twisted. A blithering idiot can say something that is valuable. Do you discard it because they're an idiot? No, give me that. Give me that science. I'm taking science from everywhere. I'm taking jewels from everywhere. I'm not going to drop a jewel nowhere. Somebody dropping jewels, give me that. Mahatma Gandhi was a racist. But he said only the strong can forgive. The weak cannot. That's a jewel. So yes, Mahatma Gandhi, your little racist tail. <laughs> Get out of here with your racism, Mahatma. But I'm going to take that jewel, though. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's topic. Jordan Peterson was uh, talking about balance in relationships. This is a topic that was submitted to me uh, from a young lady. People email me all the time, topics. Cover this, though. I want to hear your perspective on this, though. I want to hear what you're talking about on this, though. People hit me with topics all the time. If you want to hit me with a topic, all you got to do is email me at VOR, like Voice of Reason, VOR106 at gmail.com. Before I get uh, knee deep into breaking down the topic, I also want to encourage all of my Los Angelinos, all my family out there, friends who listen to the show, who are inspired by the daily conversations we have here, please support my books. They are available at kbla.store. Now, I'm just going to say it. Since March, we almost in May now. Since, you know, the, the website went up, the kbla.store, it went up. 
I've only gotten one book sale from the KBLA family. That, 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 we can't cut that now. Come on, peoples. Don't be afraid to read the work. I say get, get them in order. The Relationship Dismount 2015, How to Stick the Landing When Exiting a Toxic Relationship. That's my 2015 release. Then the 2019 release, The Holographic Relationship. Then my 2021 release, The Shrouded Lighthouse. The Shrouded Lighthouse. Very powerful work, man. Go to kbla.store and support your brother, Zoe Williams, and his works, his books. Please go there right now, kbla.store. All right? Now, tonight's topic, the scales of love. A deeper look at the benefits of balance in intimate relationships. Many of us are in a, a power struggle. Many of us are in a tug of war. Many of us are in a one-way relationship where one partner's needs are being serviced more than the other partner. How do we create balance? I want to know. I want to know what you think. Are you in a relationship that is imbalanced? Talk to us about it. The scales of love, a deeper look at the benefits of balance and intimate relationships. You know why I did this show, too? The last show, oh, yesterday's show, Dr. Jashana Johnson hit me with a text that was so pro- so profound and it aligned with uh, the young lady's topic. I said, I got to do this topic tomorrow. This is what Dr. Jashana Johnson text me. It wasn't yesterday's show. It was the day before with Tony. Yeah, the right wing relationship special he's not right wing i'm just he was just a bit far with his ideas right about people accepting you and what she wrote in response to his appearance on the show via text was relationships are about balancing two life forces togetherness and separateness too much togetherness you lose yourself too much separateness, you lose the relationship. Dr. Jashana Johnson, when we come forward, you know I'm opening the phone lines. I want everybody to get up in here and tell me about your power struggle in relationships. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Trust me, I've got a lot to talk about. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. I'm not ready to play with y'all, but I want you to get ready, get ready, get ready. You know who that is. That's my playlist. Mary J. Be with you. Sometimes you got to be by yourself in order to cultivate balance in a relationship many people don't know how to be by themselves because they don't have internal balance oh you're scattered spiritually you're scattered psychologically you're scattered emotionally you're scattered mentally so the only solace you tend to find is when you with somebody because it takes your mind off of your disorganization lord have mercy don't make me do it to you do you have a Anxious, disorganized attachment style. 
Oh, that's one of the attachment styles. I know y'all ain't heard that, right? Uh, anxious, disorganized attachment style. Well, if you got that, chances are you're not going to have the balance you need in a relationship because there's no internal balance. What is a balanced relationship anyway? Do we see each other as equals? Oh, wow. Do we have an equal level of commitment to the relationship? Do we have an equal level of love? Do we have an equal level of understanding? Do we have an equal level of grace? See, when you start drilling down on the nuts and bolts of what actually makes a relationship work, I'm telling you right this evening, many people are still tolerating their partner. They might hope they're going to change. They might hope they're going to grow up. They might hope they understand. Most of y'all are in a tolerance holding pattern. Oh, Lord. How do you balance each other out in a relationship? You heard me. How do you balance each other out in a relationship? Are you and your significant other equally committed to your relationship slash marriage? Boy, you can have the certificate, right? You can have the title. We told you, many people got the title, but they don't have what the title represents. I know people don't want to see it. I know, I know people don't want to hear me tonight. 1-800-920-1580, get to your phone line. Get there, get there, get there. Um, it's true, right? How would you go about balancing a strong couple? Listen. A strong couple identity with the sense of individuality. Your couple identity is stronger than your personal identity? Oh, yeah, that's Rob. You know, Susan's dude. <laughs> Who are you outside of your relationship? I know, I know. How, how do you balance it? How do you address imbalance in relationship? How do you create a balanced relationship? Many people are struggling with this. But guess what? This, this is what I want you to understand about healthy relationships. The imbalance typically comes from something that is not resolved or from a toolbox that is malnourished, a relationship toolbox that is malnourished. The characteristics, let me give you some, of a healthy relationship. Ask, listen, if any of these things are not in your toolbox, there's probably a power struggle in the relationship. There's probably evidence of a one-sided relationship. If you don't have respect for privacy and space, mm. Mm. Uh, huh? Huh? See, a healthy relationship, you got a partner that encourages you to spend time with your friends without them. I ain't got to be there. Go on, have fun. They're secure. That's, a, that's, that's the actions of a securely attached person. Go on. Enjoy yourself. Hmm? Hmm? Things you like to do 
you might want to do them by yourself. Someone is who is securely attached, they okay with that. Right? Here's some more healthy tips for a relationship. You feel comfortable expressing your opinions and concerns to your partner. Some people, when it comes to communication, are on eggshells. I can't bring that to my partner. I can't. Mm -mm. That's that's what that's what the girlfriends are for. That's what the the homies is. I can't. I no 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 no. If you can't talk to your partner and listen, one thing about Zoe, Zoe gonna tell the truth about himself. I'm one of them people. You can't just come to me with anything. <laughs> you it's for me. It's how you come to me. If you come with attitude, you come with a smirk, you come with a half smile, you you come with any sarcasm or condescension, I'm 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 disconnected. I'm gone. But if you present it right, and, and listen, what's this thing about women not look, show me the proper respect. That that's not a bad thing to do, to be respectful. You ain't my daddy. No, I, I'm not your daddy, but I'm a human. Can, just bring it to me with respect. You can come to me with anything just long as it's respectful. You can't come in here and your tone and delivery is a jar. You better tighten up that tone and delivery. Check your tone and your delivery at the door. You got an issue with me? I want to talk about it. But I will not be talked at. I will not be talked down to. And your assumptions cannot lead the discussion. How about that? 1-800-925. Healthy relationships. Do you have these in your toolbox? <laughs> you feel physically safe. And your partner doesn't force you to have sex or to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Do you know the men out there saying, you my wife. By law, I could just roll over on top of you. That thing belongs to me. That cookie between you. Listen, when I want cookie, I want cookie now. <laughs> make that cookie available soon as you hear that car drive into the driveway. You understands me. There's some men out there that, listen, force will corrode your relationship. I, I need y'all to hear these points now. <laughs> if your partner respects your wishes and feelings and you can compromise and negotiate when there are disagreements or conflicts, that's the sign of a healthy relationship. Any of these things that are not here are indicators that the relationship is imbalanced okay does your partner respect your boundaries do you respect your partner's boundaries listen this is off limits to you i love you but this area of me or my stuff is off limits when i come forward we're gonna break down the balance issue in your relationship let's go
Oh yeah, that is exactly how relationships look like. A tug of war. I wanted to clarify one thing. I was talking to my acquaintance um, and she was telling me about true love. How you meet someone, fall in love and uh, become so deeply infatuated that you totally shut off your rational thinking. And me being me, I was opposed to that. Because every relationship has something of a common ground between the members of that club. Something that keeps them together. Something that gives them incentive to invest in that relationship. And actually, it doesn't matter which kind of relationship you are in. Whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, there's always some kind of a power struggle. And um, maybe struggle is not that good of a word, but I would say power dynamics. But of course, it's more obvious in romantic relationships because there's a, a slight codependency involved in that. I don't say it's a good thing, but it's usually how it goes. We don't live in a utopia, so forget about that perfection. So what do I mean by power dynamics? As being a captain of a ship, there has to be a captain only one captain which doesn't mean that other personnel is not that valuable because without them the ship will sink the captain is like a director of a film he is the person calling the shots but the rest of the crew has specific tasks without which a film wouldn't be complete so in order to have a balanced relationship you have to take into consideration what kind of role you have in a relationship and what kind of a role you are comfortable with masculine energy is active aggressive whereas feminine energy is passive supportive and that's why conventionally you would see men being the heads of their families of course, nowadays there's a lot of guys having a lot of feminine energy. So a flipped role scenario is becoming more common. Masculine energy being the leader in a relationship doesn't mean a kind of a tyranny. It means that the leader is elected and approved by everyone. I would say majority of women are more comfortable being feminine. And thus, when they feel that man is slipping up, he's giving up his positions and becoming complacent, confused and stagnant, not knowing where the relationship is headed, the female can step up and take the role of leadership, which, by the way, has its consequences. Yes, sure, it may be okay for some time, relationship goes on, but in most cases, the female loses slowly the attraction. So the stability of that kind of a relationship Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason is talking about the scales of love. A deeper look at the benefits of balance in your relationship. Do you have it? Do you? I want to know. When we came forward and now we've come full circle, I left off on boundaries. You and your partner are able to find ways to meet each other's needs in ways that you both feel comfortable with. Now, meeting each other's needs, I have a different take on. Most of the needs or most of the things that you classify are of, uh, as needs, in my opinion, are internal things that you can do for yourself. Right. When we talk about meeting need, it's not your partner's job to build your self-esteem. Your partner can reflect your self-esteem or lack thereof back to you. Your partner can encourage you or discourage you. But it's not their job to build your self-esteem. To me, self-esteem is an inside job. Self-worth 
is an inside job. Self-acceptance is an inside job. See, when you allow those things to be outsourced to your intimate partner, what you're actually doing is building codependence on them. Because if they leave, you don't have your source of self-esteem, self-worth, self-acknowledge, self-approval, right? You don't have your source anymore. And, 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 and again, this is an inside job, right? So boundaries are, hey, man, I'm feeling a little down here. Let me go inside and rediscover what I lost. Not, you should be more understand. No, no, no. That's part of it. But that's not the whole piece. You have to go inside and then reconnect. So, yes, boundaries are important. And you guys heard how I broke that down. Soundries versus clowndries. Many of us have fear and ego-based boundaries which turned them into clowndries. Soundries are, are, are boundaries that are rooted in that which is substantive, that which is internal, that which is meaningful. And many people think meaning comes from the outside in. No, it comes from the inside out. Here's the next piece. If these things... If you guys don't have boundaries or soundries in relationship, this is how you're going to have problems. This is where the imbalance will show up. All right. Communication. We talk about communication all the time. You should be able to make space for you guys to hear each other in a non-judgmental way. In a non-condescending way. Guys should make space for that. But you should also make space for your partner to be able to stand up to you, stand for you, or even in private, stand against you. You wrong, and you know you wrong. We're talking about healthy relationships where they are balanced, right? That's the communication piece. And here's one of the biggest pieces, I think, this is a big piece because it doesn't get talked about enough. Just because we're in relationship doesn't mean you don't need consent. Get my consent. Don't just go off and do something. For me. For us. Get consent. Most commonly used when you're being sexually active. Giving consent means that you're okay with what's happening. Right? I told you, some men think because we married, that cookie belongs to me, and I don't need consent. We still need consent from sex to money to communication. Hey, would you like to talk about whoop-de-whoop today? Nah, you know what? I don't think mentally or emotionally I'm in the space to deal with this. Get consent. Right? If you don't have any of these parameters in your relationship, Meaning, if you don't respect your partner's privacy, if you don't accept disagreement, right? If you don't respect your partner's wishes for themselves. If you're not actively building trust in relationship. And I'm not talking about fear-based, right? 
If you guys are not on the same page when it comes to commitment, right? <laughs> You're going to have an imbalanced relationship. Now, listen, when I come forward, the phone lines have begin, begun to perk up. We about to start cooking. Listen, I got Reggie from Austin, Texas. I got Nazarene from Atlanta, Georgia. We starting our, our national tour of phone calls. You know what to do if you want to bring your city in the building. All you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. This is the Voice of Reason live on KBLA. We got a lot to talk about. Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, you should be able to take some constructive criticism in your relationship. That's part of the balance. That's what an accountability partner is. You know you out of pocket. I need to pull your coattail. To me, if you have a partner who is interested in pulling your coattails for the sake of your betterment, you found a good thing. Now, you're going to have to grow into understanding that that's not an attack. That's actually a lifeline. How many times, this is, these are the symptoms of an imbalanced relationship. How many times have you ignored a lifeline because of what your ego said? Because of what fear said? And you might not like it. You might not, hey, you, stop doing what you're doing. And I'm saying this out of love. I'm saying this out of approval of you, out of, out of an endorsement for you. I'm saying because I care about you. I don't want you to continue to go down the same path you go down all the time. You've seen the results. Sometimes the greatest love your partner can show you is by holding you accountable for the, for the goofiness you do, for the silliness you do. And guess what? Your silliness doesn't have an invite to all events. Your silliness, your pettiness, your childishness. You know what? Sometimes your wounds ain't even welcome. Leave your ego and your unhealed wounds at the door so we can have a real conversation. I know people don't want to hear it tonight. But if you want balance in your relationship, you need to understand that there must be balanced balance in your spirit self-regulation emotional regulation right mental regulation psychological regulation and i as your partner am not responsible to regulate you now i can be the equivalent of a car indicator i'm driving down the street the oil indicator comes on the light pops on and says hey you need to change your oil maybe your partner is the indicator that says, hey, you need to address this internal issue that is leaking out into the relationship, causing an imbalance. And if you're imbalanced and you're with me, then I damn sure must be imbalanced because I attracted you. 
Oh, Lord. 1-800-920-1580. Let's get the callers in here. Nazarene been on the longest. Nazarene from Atlanta. Get in here and cook with me, sir. I'm already right here. Uh, pleasure to be here with you, man. <laughs> Talk <laughs> to tough, me, man. man. Talk to me about this Look. evening. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. One thing that jumped out before you just spoke to my whole spirit about all the relationships in general I've been through. <laughs> But, like, um, one thing I always kind of dwelled upon in the vein of balance is, like, the whole thing of whether it's in Christian text or even, like, uh, the African spirituality, but, like, the scale of my heart, like, the weighing of the heart at I, the end of the day, right? I got it all right here. All 42 laws right here, sitting in, right in Let, front of me. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sitting, <laughs> sitting right in Resonance. front of me. Let's go. <laughs> Love. So, look, man, one thing um, to just tap on that is that, as I kind of view what that is like, because that's internally, that's one of my primary goals in life. Like, that's my, you know, Napoleon Hill may say stuff about that you need to have a cheap, definite aim in life. One of mine is that before God's eyes, I want my heart to be seen as perfectly balanced. And the way that I interpret that and that what I strive for is that I view a feather in a sense although it is like a light type of manifestation or a light object, it still has a level of weight. Mm. So I believe that it is important for us to remain lighthearted because, you know, um, a lot of times in this world, it's the carefree nature or the healthy detachment that can help us function better. Mm-hmm. Like when we're not overly sold into, you know, these expectations or, downing ourselves for things we try to even use sense of humor in a lot of different ways to in other words cope or to deal with the mess but um i feel like the reality of this world and the reality of our relationships our responsibilities with one another what is ours you know don't get me wrong because again it's not my job to do someone else's internal work for them any more than it is their job to do my internal work for me come on brother but i do feel like it is important for us and being lighthearted to still be able to, how you say, like, come back down to earth, though. Yes. Like, yes, I would like to be, you know, a not necessarily a chip on your shoulder or like, you know, some kind of burden, some weight upon your life or your heart. But I am here mm. as that counterpart to this scale that we're both a part of. But it's like, Sometimes I can be the boulder, sometimes I can be the feather, or my partner could be, but we both hold weight. We both have substance. Right, right. So that, I feel like just kind of thinking about it like that helps honor one another But that's and going a little bit deeper than But that's balance, mm-hmm. brother. That's balance. L- listen to what you just said. That is the embodiment of balance. You're basically saying we are equal. And, and, and I no love question. the way you're framing it. Listen, 42 uh, uh, the 42 laws of mine. Instead of, I have not committed sin, it should be, we will miss the mark, but we will Ooh. forgive each other for it. Yes, sir. DZ? Hold it a second. DZ? Go off, huh? The second one, I have not committed robbery with violence. I will not be abusive to you. I will not steal your joy. 
This is a mm-hmm. mutual commitment. Right. Do you understand? Boy, oh boy. Come and on. And it's right back to how you were saying with the, the self-authorship, uh, self-authorship. There's so much power. And again, like right back to earlier shows and uh, when we speak in life into our circumstances, it can be good. It can be bad. There mm-hmm. is power in the tongue. Yes. So we can marinate upon these things. I think that would be a healthy thing uh, for partners to do. Mm-hmm. If you're not already doing it, potentially do it more, but take the time to potentially revisit these different principles that each of you are living by or you might hold near and dear to your heart. Open them up to the floor and see how, as a unit and as a couple, you can both, say, per- personalize it. Like, make that a mission statement for yourselves. Turn it into an affirmation that speaks to the healthy balance that you would like to continue to maintain. Because I think if you're Man, already doing big. that, that's big. you're on the right track. I'm on something right now. Nazarene X. I, uh, from Nazarene X, this is what we should do. You, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to say it. But right, hold on. We're going to take Nazarene <laughs> over. But, yes, this is what we should do. We should create... Of 42 Laws of Ma'at Journal, where we recontextualize each law to fit intimate relationship. Who is Ma'at? She was the Egyptian goddess of balance, of truth, of justice, the scales. Oh, when we come forward, stay with us, Nazarene X. We on fire tonight. We can't chill. We can't chill. You know why we can't chill? <laughs> we can't chill because we're imbalanced. <laughs> you understand? We're uncomfortable. We're frustrated. We don't get to listen to this record. Do you understand me? <laughs> we got to earn guys less chill. See, that's our problem. We want to run the less chill while we got problems. <laughs> we got internal wounds. We got resentments, we got frustration, we got silent contracts that are not being fulfilled, but we want to chill, huh? We want some crawfish, we want crawfish meal. Let's go get some, let's go get some Louisiana style crawfish. Let's, let's, let's go down and get some crab legs. See, we want all the accoutrement. We don't want to do no work when it comes, relationships is all work. And I would say 90% of the relationship work is internal work. Can you imagine if you spent 90% claiming instead of blaming? 90% of your time claiming what you co-created. Claiming the mess you co-created. Can you imagine what type of balance your relationship might experience? The best way, listen to me, somebody meme it. Somebody meme it. I want somebody to meme it and put it on Instagram. Somebody do it right now. The best way to check your partner is to check yourself. Huh? Everybody want to correct their partner. 
Everybody want to call their partner to the floor. You know, if you would have did this, you know, guess what? Did you make space for me to do what I did? Huh? Oh, yes. Our experiences are fragmented. Little puzzle pieces. If you made room for a sin. Uh-oh. Uh, don't don't get what your spirit is like an Airbnb for sin for the sins of others. The way you treat yourself is how others will treat you. It's an actual invitation. If there is an imbalance in your heart, there will be an imbalance in your partner and in the relationship. That's what the mirror of relationship is about. You say, how did I get this imbalance in my life as a person? You're supposed to go inside instead of automatically rushing to get rid of them. Because guess what? If you reconcile the imbalance on the inside, they might not find you attractive anymore. Ooh, they might leave on their own. You know, this person ain't the person I want to be with. They done got rid of the demon I was in love with. 1-800-920-1580. Who want to talk about it? Nazarene X, Atlanta, get in here with your final thought. Right, you in here cooking, 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 cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and that last point you were uh, just touching on, uh, it's heavy, heavy, because even I remember something you said some weeks ago is that, uh, uh, excuse me, I'm paraphrasing, but you were saying, just like in your book, The Shrouded Lighthouse, it's our wounds that are relating with one another, mm. for real, for real. Yes. So that whole thing of, like, are you leaving room to be so-called taken advantage of? Are you being, you know, leaving room for somebody to come in and take you for granted, so to speak, so... Uh, when you ask those questions, like I'm just kind of drawing for something myself. It's just I had to look myself in a mirror, proverbially, and even literally, like doing mirror gazing exercises too, and just wondering, like, so where is the doubt about myself? Right. Where is it? Because it's somewhere. And but this is coming from a more single standpoint, so I'm gonna kind of slide out, man. Hopefully, somebody can keep the fire lit and everything. <laughs> but th th these windows are cracked. So if there's doubt in your relationship, see where it's at. One love. I love it, brother. Thank <laughs> you. Nazarene X from Thank Atlanta. You. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Austin, you already know what it is. Austin, Texas. You already know who it is. It's Reggie from Austin, Texas. Let's go, brother. What's up, Zoe? It was happening, uh, Yeah, in, in my relationships, I want to underscore the fact that I respect you. Um, that I hear that I hear you. Come on, man. If we're friends, you can take for granted that I respect you. Um, that's the lifeblood of our relationship. If we don't have respect, we don't have anything. And I'm talking about, you know, romantic relationships, friendships, whatever. Um, the only reason I listen to your show is because I respect you. Mm. And I respect your view. And you don't have to be perfect for me to respect you. Mm -hmm. You just have to have an opinion, stand on it. And 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 accept other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. um, somebody else's opinion doesn't affect yours. Right. I mean, that's that's just who you are, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and that that shines. Um, the only joys in life, for real, are to love and to be loved. And mm. I'm trying to experience joy in every every area of my life. Mm. So, um, like my most annoying relationships have been. When me and and my woman were trying to prove a point to each other, um, 
Come on, Reggie. <laughs> hey. Are you trying to trying to prove that that I'm smart enough, that I'm stable enough, that I'm just enough? Mm-hmm. And while while we're trying to prove a point to each other, like every now and again, you kind of snipe at the at the other person to kind of let them know that all right, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You can just be who you are. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know, do anything that's unbecoming, so that I I understand a certain thing that you're trying to say, bro. You could just be yourself for real. Um, so you don't have to put me in my place or whatever. You don't have to do that, and I don't have to do that to you, um, because I respect you, and that's not up for debate or discussion. Mm-hmm. So we spend so much time trying to carve out our place and relationships that we inevitably box ourselves in. And I don't want that anymore for my friendships. I don't want that anymore for my relationship, anything. I just, I want us to, to understand, okay, this is who we are. And you could take for granted that you're smart enough. I think I'm fairly intelligent and I wouldn't be with you if you weren't intelligent. Right. So, I, you know what I'm saying? So you don't have to prove how smart you are to me. Like, you have to you have to use five words when two will do. You can just say what you got to say. And if I don't agree with what you're saying, it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that I don't agree. Right. And 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 we can still have a friendship without agreeing on everything. You know. Mm-hmm. That, but there are certain points and there are certain principles that we do agree on that are that are just you know irrefutable. Un, you know what I'm saying un, unshakable. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that that ground us in in our our relationship and our friendship, whatever it is, um, you know. And we grow from that. Those are the roots of our friendship. So if you understand the roots of your friendship, then you can understand how to grow from that, and you can understand how to develop um, who you are and develop who you all are as 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 a unit. And you don't have to lose yourself in the middle of growth. You really don't have to do that, man. You could just be yourself. And you can grow into something much better by the day. Reggie, Austin, Texas, man. Hey, this is the jewel of Austin, Texas. My brother calls in and heats it up every time. You brought Austin, Texas in the building. We appreciate you for the insight, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You got a seat at the table. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, more callers. The phone lines are jumping. Let's go. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. Sometimes our relationships feel unbalanced. You feel like you're putting in way too much and you're not getting that much back. Or you feel like you're taking a lot and you're not giving enough back. That just happens. So when that happens, we need to do some adjustments. We need to do a little bit of investigation, a little bit of inquiry, and then make some adjustments so that we have a good relationship ROI. And in case you don't know what that means, because I didn't until a few years ago, it's return on investment. We all want to feel like what we're putting in is what we're getting back and that we're giving enough to the people who are giving to us. So we're going to dig into that video today. I'm Stacey Rockline. I'm a relationship literacy coach, and I help people to create, strengthen, and deepen their emotional connections. 
So when you have an imbalance, it's no big deal. Um, it's something that totally happens. We go through uh, changes in relationships. Sometimes we go through a, a season where it gets off balance, but then it pulls back in. It ebbs and flows. Sometimes this person needs more. Sometimes this person needs more. And sometimes a relationship is actually only in our life for a season and it becomes time to stop putting our energy in there or stop taking from somebody that that is putting in a lot toward us and move on to something else this is just this is the impermanence of human relationships which is perfectly okay but when you get into this situation I'm gonna give you three different things to ask yourself so that you can get back into balance and the first one is what is the nature of this relationship and you're gonna to have to be really honest with yourself. I mean, this is where we get into trouble, right? When we've got two people and one person thinks we're best friends and the other person just thinks we're friends. And when people have different um, categories that they've put them put each other in, they're gonna have different expectations, right? There's a different expectation of what a friend does versus what a best friend does, of what a boyfriend does versus what a, a spouse does. So then when you've got different categories and then you've got different I had to play her. When I first heard it earlier today, I said, this is transactionalism couched in relationship talk. Let me, look, can I tell you something about ROI, return on investment? Do you know your wounds are investing in the wounds of the person you attract? The, most of your relationships are a payoff for your wounds. Dr. Jashana Johnson came in here and said, what? She said, listen, your central nervous system is relating. You, you, you heard Patrick Karn say, we're, we're, we're trauma bonding. You heard Zoe Williams say, no, we're not trauma bonding. We're shadow bonding. Transactionalism is an outgrowth of a materialistic society. So people will take the concept and, and marry it into relationship jargon. She even used some of the church's vernacular when she said it's a season. See, buzzwords get people to think, oh, they speak in my language. No, they are implanting an ideological virus let me tell you something. You don't give to receive. You give because your cup runneth over infinitely. But many of y'all don't believe that. Many of you guys believe your cup is half empty and you ain't got it to give. Oh, oh, hold on. That's why I always question, are you really a giver? Or are you an investor? Are you a relationship broker? Most of you are. Oh, I've, 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 I've put too much time into this person. I've given them too much of my time. And I need to get some of, I need to see some return. See, you live in a transactional society. You live in a toxic society that is ever evaluating, ever judging, ever discontent. You, you, you look at, this is what I gave, this is what I did, this, and what you did doesn't equal what I did. Do you see where your focus is? None of you are good Samaritans in your relationships. And low-key, most of you are takers. 
You're not a real giver. Most of the givers you know give because they get some kind of payoff. That wound in the background is saying, thank you, give again to this toxic person because you get some kind of boost from the toxic interaction. You're a white knight. You, you're a captain, save them. You're giving because you're getting something on the back end. I know people don't want to hear it tonight. You're, you're just as much of a user as the person you claim is using you. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I don't know who I'm. I don't know who I'm talking to this evening, but somebody listening. That's why the scales of balance are imbalanced. 1-800-920-1580. Atala from Houston, Texas. Get in here. <laughs> she finally Hello. called. What up, Atala? Yes. <laughs> zo, 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 zo. Oh, my gosh. First of all, let me just say thank you. Oh, thank you, I'm sweetheart. Just, I, I appreciate am, it. You're welcome. I am just like, I don't want to get emotional, but thank you. You're welcome. No, you're welcome. Truly. And shout out to my girl, Sonali, in the chat. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to who? Say, had, say her so name again. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. I literally brought the relationship dismount a second time and sent it to my girl, Sonali. And I was like, girl, you got to get in the chat. You got to get on it. Like, it's. It's incredible what you're doing. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Oh, man, I'm definitely a relationship broker. <laughs> Hands, down. <laughs> Hands down. But listen, but listen, though. But See, listen, I, but listen. I, I've been doing a lot of research on myself. And I mean, I feel like I have been set up to be this way because of how I grew up and I'm having to unlearn a lot of things. I mean, coming from a narcissistic family structure, mm. it's, it's all about what is it, what, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? And I would say that my role in the family structure shifted. I went from quote unquote golden child, I guess you could say to scapegoat. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say that, um, if you are someone who's experienced being the scapegoat, the whole idea of just giving honestly doesn't necessarily exist because you never have that choice. Mm. Mm. That's big. That's big. But are you breaking up with the narcissistic pattern that actually yeah. that nurtured you, that birthed you, that you grew uh, under? Are you breaking the ties to that? Finally, yes. I mean, I, I'm really struggling with it because I've, I think I've divorced it in my mind mentally. Um, I'm still working on divorcing it spiritually. And I think the other side of this would be separating from my family physically. And I just, I'm having a hard time. Well, let's, let's go deeper. Emotionally, psychologically, that's the key. See, typically we, we, we go to physical when we can't do the emotional and the mental and the spiritual, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When we can't do emotional, psychological, spiritual, and mental, we tend to do physical because it's out of sight, out of mind. See, what right. you want to do is get it out your spirit, get it out your mind, get it out your emotions. I love the way Iyanla Van Zant talked about forgiveness in this context. What she says is, you know, when you've truly forgiven someone because you can bring up the situation and there's no emotional residue, 
There's no psychological mm -hmm. residue. You're not being transported back to the moment the offense occurred. Mm -hmm. See, see, mm -hmm. see, most of us say physical separation because we don't want to do the work of the mental, psychological and spiritual separation. See, mm -hmm. I can mm -hmm. love you in your presence. And still divest of the toxicity you raised me with. See, yes. one thing people don't understand about toxicity, toxicity can be comfortable. Toxicity can be your norm. Do you see? <laughs> and sometimes yes. that's just very difficult to break. This is what I know. This, this is like spicy pickles and pig feet. It's like hoghead cheese and crackers. It's hard for me to break up with that. <laughs> right. Right. Look, I don't do the swine, but I, I feel you. <laughs> so I feel you on that one. I, um, yeah, no, I, I was talking in the chat about the game of life. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that book by Florence Scoville. Scoville. And um, she talks about love. Uh, she made a really good point to a woman in her book mm -hmm. because this woman was so upset about how she was done in this relationship. And Florence basically points out to her, you think you love him, but you don't. You don't love him. You hate him. Man, when I read that, I, I had to read it like five, six, seven times. I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> Similar to a, a narcissistic family structure. You are so used to being the I'm the victim. They did me wrong. It, you know, it was their fault. And, man, the turnaround that it takes to essentially say that I can be around you but not be of you is that's heavy. That's heavy. Right. But that's the goal. And let me just tell you right now, you're on the path and I, you sound very young. My, my daughter is 23. Yeah, she I'm, sounds I'm 30. 12. I'm almost 30. See what I'm saying? So you <laughs> yeah. sound young. So I'm right on that. Right. So here's the thing. Now that you're on the path, please understand that this is a lifelong path with ebbs and flows mm -hmm. and peaks and valleys. But this is a lifestyle to be in this mindset. And I just want to encourage you to stay on the road. Atala, we appreciate you so much. You brought Houston, Texas. What's up with that turkey leg, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. This is a national show. We got people calling from all over the country. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, you know what you got to do. We're going to have some tough talk. We're going to have some tough love. But trust me, it's all coming from a good space. When we come forward, the conversation shall continue. That somehow Andy turned this off. <laughs> it ain't gonna never be no always and forever. Y'all can't even stand each other right now. <laughs> the song feel better than your relationship. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Turn it off, Andy. Just keep it off. Don't ever play that record again. Always and forever, my foot. That woman broke up with you six months before she told you. <laughs> the scales, the balance in your relationship is severely lagging. Signs 
that you're in a one-sided relationship. They're not there for you like you're there for them. Huh? Huh? You, I always got your back. You have my back sometimes. You have my back when it benefits you. Huh? You're the only one who puts work into the relationship. Can I tell you where the work goes? The work is not, oh, I planned a dinner for us. That's that's menial. That's that's cool. But that's menial. Oh, I, that's fine. That's good. It's superficial to me. Now, you can say that that's everything to you. Fine. If it's everything to you, great. But for me, that's superficial. Oh, I planned us for us to go to the movies. Great. I planned for us to take a boat ride. Great. Did you plan to talk to your mama about the unhealed wounds between you and her that keep manifesting in our relationship? Because the boat ride is just seasickness for me because I got to deal with you and the wounds that you carry from her. Do you know that boat? That boat ride would be much better. That boat ride would be much better if you and your mama was on good terms. Ooh. <laughs> Everybody talk about put in work, but don't put in no work in self. You, all the work you put into a relationship will be for naught if you're not what you expect. If you expect somebody to be the savior to your wounds, to your hurt, you're going to be disappointed over and over again because you have, a, 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 you have uh, uplifted an unrealistic expectation. Whew. You're insecure and you feel like you aren't enough. That's a one-sided relationship. But the relationship itself is the symptom. It's not the cause. If you feel like you you are not enough, that's the inside work. Where's your self-confidence? Where's your self-esteem? Where's your sense of self? What is your self-concept? You better get Glenn R. Sheraldi's book, the self-esteem workbook, Glenn, spelled with two N's. R. Sheraldi. I ain't gonna spell that one. Glenn R. Sheraldi, the self-esteem workbook. So you don't have to put that burden on your partner. You make me feel like I'm not enough. Then something you was raised wrong. <laughs> huh? There's a spiritual deformity that you can heal through observance of it. Non-objective observation. When you make excuses for your partner's behavior, that typically comes because you don't want to be left. This is the best I could do. This is what I got. Let me hold on. Right? This one-sided relationship, right? You want balance, don't you? There are more negative than positive emotions when you think about them. But you hold tighter. One-sided relationship. The relationship, this type of relationship, is plagued with the presence of blame and self-blame rather than healthy anger and guilt. 
which is meant to hold the appropriate parties accountable. Joanne B. Kim, LMFT. That's what she said about there's more negative than positive emotions. Well, instead of blaming them, I better blame myself. Better beat myself up. No, just claim what is yours to claim. You help co-create this mess. Now claim the ingredients you brought to the cake. 1-800-920-158. Let's get the callers in here. People have been online a long time. JW, South Central Los Angeles. Holla at me, brother. Hey, how you doing, Zoe? Yes, sir. What's happening, good yes, friend? Yes, sir. Hey, my brother, I'm just going to expose myself and tell myself and keep it real and and let our God just bless other people through my truth and my reality, my brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like I mentioned once before, I've been married and I had to learn the hard way and pain was a good teacher. I married someone prematurely. Didn't even know them long enough to make the marriage work. And I had to realize that, and in reference to you were saying about self-blame, where I had to be realistic and realize that I was being irresponsible and immature. And part of it was instant gratification, because you speak about that, because I was with a woman that I should have married, and I left her and married a woman that I should not have married, and it was for the wrong reasons. I'm not going to go into details, but it was a physical uh, factor to it in terms of appearance. So I pretty much spelled it out anyway. But anyway, the point is, um, I realized there was a lot of insecurity on on her part, and which is none of which is none of your business. Point well made, but see, I, you told the truth about a lot of things I seen in myself back in the day. I was like Mister Captain Saberhawk. <laughs> oh, but you had said that word too, so I can do safe for me to say it too. No, I said so Captain Save Him. I didn't say the whole term. Oh, I apologize, though, because I know you don't like that foul language. So I don't, I brother. I don't. This is a church. This is a tabernacle. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes and I'm a Christian, and I slip, but I'm under construction. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, brother, thank you for the call. I appreciate you for reaching out, man. Thank you so much. My brother Sean is on the line. Sean? Sean. Is he there? Brother. Sean, let me just say yeah, this. Yeah, brother. Because I, I got I to gotta go forward. I just wanted to let you know, you getting okay. on tonight. I, I couldn't get to you yesterday because it was jam-packed. It's all good. But you you getting on. You getting on tonight. So just hold tight. I'm going to carry you forward. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to cook, all right? I love all the callers. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to say this before we we go forward here. Dr. Jashana Johnson is somebody I respect. I respect her immensely because... She is one of the rare clinicians that has one foot in spirituality and another foot in the clinical. So she's able to marry the clinical and the spiritual, which is fundamentally my work. And she said something that that really sat in my spirit. She didn't even tell me this personally. She texted to me. She said, you are called to minister to the men. And that's true. 
I speak relationships, but I'm here to tell my brothers. We got to be different. It's easy to say the black man is God. It's easy to say the black man is the first original man. Asiatic, God of the universe, planet Earth. It's easy to say all that. But if you haven't enacted that, you are but a spiritual child. You are, brothers. And if we're the owner, the maker, you know, cream of the planet Earth, God of the universe, if we're all of that, we have to manifest that in our walk, in our thoughts, in our words, in our deeds, in our being. A lot of women have to settle with our progress uh, or lack thereof. I'm, I, I know you don't want to hear it tonight, brothers. But a lot of women go, well, damn, I'm attracted to brothers. Is this the best we got? Your wallet will not make her come to heal. The courts have fixed that. Do you understand that? Your wallet won't make her respect you. I, I, I know you don't want to hear it. You think your wallet creates an imbalance which puts you at the top of a particular hierarchy in the relationship. Your spirit should do that. Most brothers in America don't believe in spirituality. Just like their Western, I, I know you don't want to hear it, just like their Western God daddies. The people that's on the dollar. They raised you to tell you you're in control of your destiny by making the bread. 50 told you, get the money, the women will come. But those women are parasites because they're only there for your money. Fall off and see what happened. Huh? The same baddie will be with the next baller. Somebody quote it. Somebody meme it. <laughs> Goofies. <laughs> you better develop that spiritual part that makes a woman say, did you feel the room warp when that man walked in? His presence warped the room. Who is dude? None of y'all like that. I, hey, I'm here to minister to my brother. I ain't never in a day had to beg a woman for her attention. Not one. Not one. Not one day of my life. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Allah. Thank you, Buddha. Thank you, Brahma. I don't care who, who I got to thank. I ain't never had to beg. My wallet ain't never had to be my representative or my spokesman. Hey, look at my car key. You see what kind of car I'm in? You see? You see my clothes. You see what kind of belt it matches my shoes. I ain't never been him. Have you? Oh, when we come forward. When we come forward, I'm going to the phone lines. Lord have mercy. We cooking tonight. We on fire. We still got a lot to talk about. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Don't nobody love nobody like that. That's music now. Don't get caught up with art. You got to make your life imitate art. This is why I love you. That's my brother Major, by the way. My playlist has been my co-host all night. But let me just say, let me just say, <laughs> if you want balance, you got to find it 
in your in yourself first. Agree or disagree? Finding balance in a relationship involves two individuals making a conscious effort to build a positive relationship. It's not easy to commit to one person. Nonetheless, if the two partners invest the same energy, their relationship might have a chance to flourish. Do, do Are we here for each other? Or are we, listen, there's a distinction here. Are we here for each other or are we here for what each other can give to us? That's, that's, that, let's create that distinction, people. Sean from Oakland, California, get in here. Well, hey, brother, well, the cliche teamwork makes a dream work comes to mind. But, you know, here's the most important thing that your your show is unbelievable. It's just awesome in a good way because it makes me think. And that's what I'm telling you is the most important thing people think. But I'll tell you what, in my experience as an older person, you know, the effect you have on others, okay, is is the resilience of your wounds. Mm. Let me say that again. I hear the you. effect you have on others is really the resilience of your wounds. You want to have resilience, people, okay? Because the havoc that you cause towards others because you haven't dealt with your wounds or you're not able to deal with it with resilience, um, you, you cause that whole thing that is not going to work in a relationship, okay? Once you deal with that, when I mean deal with it, we all have wounds. We all have issues. We all have things we have to deal with. But if you're really honest with yourself and you really deal with these wounds and you're really trying to heal yourself, you know what you do is you try to put that positive energy out on others so you help them heal. Thank because you, if you can help them heal, then you can probably have a good relationship um, with another person for yourself. I appreciate that, Sean. Thank you for bringing the insight. We needed it. We where Tiffany, 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 get back in here. See, Tiffany, you see that? I don't appreciate it, Tiffany. Tiffany was on the line, and Tiffany thought that she wasn't going to be able to talk. But Tiffany, I was making space for you to get you in here, Tiffany. God don't like ugly. True or false? A healthy relationship is about giving and taking. Now, guess what? The pendulum for giving and taking will always swing. It's just like what I say to folk when I say no one is always the teacher in a relationship. The pendulum is always swinging from teacher to student. When it's your turn to be a student in your relationship, you must submit to being a student in that moment. Many people got their ego in the way. When it's time to be a student, they are reluctant to capitulate, to surrender to the swing of the pendulum. They want to stay the boss. They want to stay in control. These are clear indicators of an imbalanced, one-sided relationship. You understand? True. Agree or disagree. Each partner must be comfortable expressing their feelings to one another. 
Anything lesser than this will result in an uneven relationship. Do you understand that? If I can't talk to you, if I can't be the person that confides in you, if I can't have the knowledge that you will never take this information, right, and, you know, use it against me or tell somebody else, do you see how, why people are closed off? We have to develop a safe space for one another to do what? Open up and share. That's a hard thing to do. But healthy relationships know how. I started the conversation. It's up to you to finish it. My brother Danny Morrison is about to come in here and keep the fire going. I'm telling you right now, KBLA ain't nothing like it in the world. We on fire tonight and the fire going to stay lit. I'll see y'all next week.